Hey there, party people. Welcome back. Welcome to the Fireside Chat. It's 86.5 The Vibe. Your boy Jackie C. And Shade. And his boy Shade, leader of the Shady Gang. Shady Gang Enterprises. CEO of uh, Shady Gang Incorporated. Doing big things over there, aren't you? Yes, sir. You know it. Yes, sir, indeed. How's your, uh, how's your water? Actually, I'm doing water? pretty good. I had a band practice earlier. I drank at least two bottles then. I drank two bottles when I woke up. Had two bottles when I had lunch. So I'm probably on about seven right now. Oh, wow. Yeah, I was going to say, you're killing it. I still have to finish this. And then I'll be good to go. If you're listening right now, you know, you haven't drank your water, be sure to drink your water. And if not, you know, maybe you can drink a little something else while you sit back. Enjoy the fire. The fireside. That being said, uh wanted to extend everybody a happy Indigenous Peoples Day. Shay, do you uh are you an Indigenous Peoples Day or a Columbus Day type of guy? <laughs> I'm definitely more of an Indigenous Peoples Day kind of guy. Did you did you see what Trump said about Indigenous Peoples Day? What? He said he said about Columbus Day, he was like the radical left is trying to destroy his character, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I, I think what people are saying is you can learn about someone in a history book. Uh, without, you know, glorifying them, if that makes sense. And with his treatment of Native American, not just Native Americans, but his own, you know, his own people as well, the Spanish that he was leading at the time, because I know he's Italian, but um, the Spanish crown actually, you know, recalled him back in chains for his cruelty. You have to think, that's the same Spanish crown that was, you know, committing the inquisition not who knows how long earlier and so uh, i'll leave you all with that i i couldn't believe the president said all that i'm gonna be honest with you it's just divisiveness like if if you like columbus day just say happy columbus day but like the whole assault on the left for wanting to you know indigenous people's day not celebrate and you know to some extent people argue he was a product of his time and to some extent that could be true but for him to be called back you know i just think you know that speaks to it the fact that his time kind of pulled him from the operation so that's just me i don't know if you agree or not shade no i mean i think you're kind of hitting the nail on the head there Thank you. I, I definitely try to hit the nail on the head. I don't always, but I bet you I'll hit the nail on the head with this two-sentence horror we have here. You ready for it? Always. I don't think you're ready for it. Are you sure you're ready? Actually, now I'm not. You should sure. say, aye, aye, Captain. Um, <laughs> here you go. The two-sentence horror of the day is by Cream Cheese 742 My greatest fear was always being buried alive, scratching and clawing at the lid of the casket, knowing I was going to suffocate. Until I was awoken by the sound of the crematory furnace door clicking shut.
who is right? Would you rather be buried alive or burned alive? Huh. I think burned alive. Really? Because it'd be faster. I, I think that too, without a doubt, but I think I'd rather be buried alive. Because I think for me, like anyway, I'm not a panicker. I'm more of like, a, like in my old age, I've become, you know, this calm, laid back person. I feel like I would just close my eyes and talk to Jesus and I would go out that way rather than, you know, screaming and hollering obscenities. That's fair. Although probably past a certain point, it won't hurt in the fire. I, I You'll probably um, black out. Probably black out from the pain. That That's true, too. That's definitely true, too. I just, you know, like I say, I, I hate to be screaming off obscenities right before I go see the Lord. Like. You know, it, it's a similar question to would you rather freeze to death or burn to death? And I always choose the same thing, burn to death. Again, because it's faster. I don't want to freeze to death. Well, you'd lose feeling freezing to death. You ever done an ice bath? I have. Like from an injury? Ooh. I hate that. Foot. Stuff. That was terrible, but we're, we're off track. So the quote of the day, this is a really good one. I love it. Kind words don't cost much, but they accomplish much. And that is a good one. Who said that? That's an excellent question. Blaise Pascal. Okay. I really like that. Um, and I think that's something we could all try to live by. So I'm going to challenge you all to try to think of two things you like about the other party. Because I believe we can all gather around the fireside together, regardless of our, you know, political beliefs. I believe we can, you know, find a way to be kind. Humans have been gathering around fire since the caveman days. And so I want you all to try your best to think of two things you like about the other party. Well, why don't we try this exercise as well? Uh, you know, I'm not going to lie to you. I figured you might say that right as I started talking. And I, I have one. Okay. I, I definitely like their commitment to... Now, which party are you talking about? Uh, well, as an independent, I guess maybe I should do both. Right. But I definitely lean left at this point. Um, so, yeah, I would say the thing I like about the Democratic Party is their belief in science, uh, their commitment to combating, their quote-unquote commitment to combating climate change. And I like their belief in like humanitarian ideas like john f kennedy said we should end war before war ends mankind it seems like every time there's you know uh there's a vote on either a, a military budget increase or even a war it seems like the only people who ever say no are democrat and so although to give trump credit he did avoid war in syria and in Korea, and I don't know that I could say the same for Hillary, to be completely honest, especially since she said in one of the debates that Assad has to go, which is French for we're going to be in Syria the same way we were in Iraq for a, uh, a ridiculous length of time. And so if I had to think of two things I like about conservatives, I would say... I like their commitment to guns, actually. I don't know that I like like how far 
right it is, but I definitely am a huge believer in protecting yourself and being able to be armed. And I'm actually, you know, even a believer in, you know, concealing carry and even open carry, you know, uh, I believe folks should be allowed to, you know, a gun is a tool. And as long as the person is responsible with it, the person, I have no problem with a person carrying a gun wherever they want to go. So that's just me. That's the first thing I'll say that I, I like about the other side. And then I guess I like quote unquote, their commitment to, uh, their quote unquote commitment to dealing with the deficit and the debt. I believe that if climate change is the greatest threat to humankind, the greatest threat to America is not a person, but it's our, our debt. And so I like them for their quote unquote commitment to that, despite the fact that nothing has changed with it since 2016 when Trump came in and spending's actually gone up the debt, the deficit, all those things. So, but I like their, like I said, quote unquote, uh, commitment to it so news item of the day acb's uh confirmation hearing started shade thoughts on that i actually have not seen her confirmation hearing how is she doing uh so they just had their opening thing so she just spoke and i thought i think she's doing a really good job of like she's making herself likable and presenting herself as a human like she told she introduced her whole family all her kids and i didn't know this but um she has a she has a kid from haiti she adopted an orphan after the earthquake uh whose parents i guess were killed in the tragedy and so i thought that was really good on her and I, I'm trying to look at it with an open, her confirmation. I'm going to listen to the whole confirmation hearings with an open mind. And then I'm going to read, you know, some of her past opinions before I come up with the judgment. But I thought it was interesting. Patricia O'Hara from Notre Dame endorsed Kagan, too. And she says that they both advance the rule of law over personal policy preferences. And they preserve the court not wings of the court. And I thought that was interesting because a lot of conservative justices, quote unquote, while they believe in a strict interpretation of the Constitution, they also have a huge belief in stare decisis, the idea that previous courts' rulings are the law of the land and they want to uphold those and they want to continue to judge the Constitution based on previous rulings that were already made by previous courts. And so I found that to be interesting. I also... uh, I also had noted that uh, I did know about one ruling she had made where she said that she thought that the other side was right, but she sided with her side because of deference to a lower court. So I I found that to be interesting, but um, I don't know. I I thought to myself, if they like Democrats are really worried about them so far, the polls are still not in her favor, but they're definitely moving in her direction. I had looked into that and it seems like since like when RBG first uh, passed, it seemed like, you know, opposition was at an all time high at 50, I think seven or 8%. And now it's down to like 52%. 
don't want to see uh, Trump's nominee go through. So I wonder if that'll go down more as her confirmation hearings go on or if those will increase. Uh, it would be I'd be really interested to see. But Democrats argued that, you know, it, it should be striking down the Affordable Care Act. They didn't really talk about abortion too much, although one senator did talk about his uh, in the news today. He talked about his wife needing an abortion to save her life. I thought that was interesting. But I thought to myself, if they do strike down the Affordable Care Act with no plan, it's going to turn a generation of Americans blue. And if they, you know, the right to abortion goes, it'll do the same. It'll do the same thing. And so, but I did have one interesting thought, Shade. What's that? I was thinking to myself, I hate when they pull out pictures and they tell like stories and stuff like the Democrats did that today. I just feel like it's like, I'm a big believer in numbers. Tell me how many people the affordable care act saved. Tell me how much it saved the average American dollars wise. I just, I find it comparable to like when Republicans are like, Oh, look at this beautiful girl who was raped and killed by illegal immigrants. Oh, get rid of them all. She'd still be here if there weren't illegal immigrants. I, I, I get the stories. I do for both sides. And I find it to be horrific. Like I said, with that Republican example, and I find, you know, those examples that the Democrats gave to be, you know, fantastic and all, but they're, you know, they're just stories and they don't tell the whole picture for me. And so I just, I don't know. I, I didn't really like that. Didn't do anything for me. I don't know about you, Shade, how you feel about that, but. No, I think you're right. So we actually got a really good poli sci question of the day. Oh, interesting. Can Jamie Harrison win? Jamie Harrison? Jamie Harrison from South Carolina. Any thoughts on that? Well, remind me who he is. He's the Democrat running in South Carolina against Lindsey Graham. Against Lindsey Graham? Oh, wow. No, I don't think he can. You know, I had the same thought. I thought to myself, hell no, he can't win in South Carolina. Are you crazy? The first state to secede is going to be the first state to have two black senators serving at the same time. That don't even, I was like, that don't even make sense. But, you know, it's a state Trump carried in 2016 by 14 points. But Graham's favorability has fallen, and while it's in the margin of error, it's below his, and they are virtually tied in the polls. Everything is within the margin of error, so it's it's close. It is. He also pulled in $57 million in the third quarter, which is going to give him an amazing air and ground attack. He's going to be able to uh, do TV, radio, and digital ads. He's going to make it so that anytime you turn on the TV in South Carolina, anytime you turn on any form of media – you're going to hear something about the South Carolina race. And he's also going to be able to do canvassing in person. And he's, he's going to be able to do like Obama, like get out the vote stuff where you like, you pick voters up, like you have people paid to pick voters up and take them to the polls and drive them home. He, he's going to have a lot, a lot of power. And I think, you know, I think that'll, I think that'll hurt. I think that the ads, I think the ads he should do should, the goal of them should be to paint Lindsay as a hypocrite and also to 
uh, distance him from Trump. Trump right now is doing better in the polls than Lindsey Graham is. These same polls that people are taking. So there's some people who are saying, I'll vote for Trump, but not Lindsey. If you can get more people to say that, if you can get more people to see the hypocrisy of Lindsey, and I'd even argue if you get people to see how Lindsey Graham has changed. like So you show him talking trash about Trump, da 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 I... I, like I said, Lindsey Graham has definitely changed. I would even have Lindsey Graham, you know, I would have one of him. I would have one of Donald Trump talking trash about John McCain and then have, you know, one with like Lindsey Graham, you know, just being Donald Trump's, you know, buddy. Although I don't know if that helps or hurts as far as like getting to distance him from Trump goes. Maybe attaching him to Trump is actually better. I, I don't know. I, I feel like you can just, I feel like you can hit him a lot of different ways because he swung so many times. Like you can, like I said, you could exploit the fact that there's people who are voting for Trump that aren't voting for him and try and exasperate that. You can try to really hammer him as like, he's just a Trump crony and try and, you know, get independence and really get out the democratic vote. I do think, one thing that would be cool is if he donated some to charities. I think that might be able to, you know, really sway people, but I'm, I'm really not sure. I think he should be stomping the ground constantly, you know, discussing jobs and a stimulus and a, and even a return to collegiality. I think that would be good for him, but I also think it would be good to distance himself from Biden. I know a lot of people are going to be like, man, really? But I think that he should say that he's not going to pack the courts because, like I said, as far as independents go and uh, and conservatives who are turned off by Trump and probably turned off by Lindsey, too, honestly, they're not they're not going to come out and support you for court packing. And in South Carolina, packing the court threatens their guns. It threatens their it threatens, I guess, all of the things that conservatives like about conservative justices. And even though you obviously, as Jamie Harrison, don't like that conservative justice stuff, the tough matter of facts are, if you say you're going to pack the court, the election's over, 57 million or not. That's just the tough matter of facts. And so I think he also should talk about a willingness, like I said, if you look at the people ready to vote for Trump and not vote for Lindsey, he should talk about the willingness to work with Trump on important issues facing South Carolinians. Now, what that means, I don't know. But you should be able to say definitively, I'll work with the president where I can. I will oppose him where I must. And I will do my best on behalf of the people that elected me to represent South Carolina. And so what are his chances I'd probably put him at 40%. I just, I have a hard time. Like, just picture it. The first state to secede is the first state to have two black senators. I just don't buy it. Like, I don't know. It would be such an incredible story, though. It's something you, it's something you kind of want to believe in. I don't know. Shade, what do you think? I mean, I, I'd have to agree with you. Um, I I, mean, I can see how he might 
But at the same time, I do still think that uh, Lindsey Graham is is very strong. Um, she's a big name, and um, I'd actually I would still be surprised to see if um, she doesn't kind of get another term. Yeah. Um, but what yeah. you're saying did make a lot of sense. Yeah. So. We, uh, we got some more marshmallows for you. Some people sent us some virtual dating plus questions. The first isn't a virtual dating plus question, actually. Actually, neither of them are. But we're doing them for virtual dating plus today. The first one, Shade, are you ready? This it's, is going to be a nice... A this is going to be a change up over the plate. It's an interesting one. Should DNA tests be mandatory at a child's birth? Now, a lot of people are going to definitely say yes. Hell no. And I personally, I'm a no. If that's the majority, <laughs> I'm mad. Like, I don't know if it's going to be the majority, but I know that the people who are about it are going to be very, very about it. If it's more than 10%, I'd be pissed. So the problem with it is... and. I don't know. It's it's an interesting perspective, I would say, but you can't just force people to uh, give up their DNA. We have, um, you know, a right to privacy. We have a right to our bodies. I mean, it's the same reason that I'm pro-choice. You know, like I don't believe that anyone should have to do anything with their body that they don't want to do, and that should include DNA testing. Um, I don't know. Thoughts on that? Well, the court can order you to do a DNA test if you're saying you're not the father. That's true. But I just, I don't want to sound like a Republican or nothing, but who who's paying for that? That's my first question. That's a big question. Who's paying for that? Every child born in America is going to have a DNA test? That's foolish. That's a waste of money, too, for most responsible people. Most responsible people know who their baby father is, and most responsible people you know, are with someone responsible enough to know that they're the father. Like Mari has made like a culture out of something that I feel like is a small percentage of people, a very small percentage of people are like, Hmm, I'm not sure. First off from a, from a female perspective, if you're not sure who the father is, I really don't know what to tell you. Now from a male perspective, if you aren't sure you're, the baby's father i understand because you know you can't you know what i'm saying biologically speaking like you can't you like you have to trust her but at the same time i feel like if you don't think you're the baby's father then you can ask for a dna test to have one paid for i guess like if not paid for by me or any of us i just talked about the debt yeah uh, no, like, i mean that's fair i don't think state we budgets are struggling we still don't have a state budget in person. virginia yeah. a dna man- mandatory at a child's birth like that's yeah i wouldn't crazy that for like for that's co- like have some person. responsibility like really like have some responsibility i'm mad i'm mad the person who asked the question was a female though like that's why i'm like hell no like what do you mean? You don't know who just, if you don't know who your baby's dad is, just say so. DNA mandatory at a child, DNA test mandatory at a child's birth. Boy, I done heard it all, Shade. I really have. Like, 
That's the craziest thing. Is that the craziest thing you've heard all day? Probably. That's the craziest thing I have heard all day long. That's wild. I miss being single. That's the next topic. I'll let you start, Shade. I just, I, <laughs> well, these, so, people, these people are throwing us change-ups right now. Like, indeed. hit this one out the park. Like, <laughs> well, so I am single right now, so I, I feel I can actually talk quite a bit about this. Um, if you are not single and you're missing being single, that should tell you something. That means that you do not like being in your current relationship. You're either bored, you're interested in other people, you'd like to do more things, you want to explore your life, something. But being in a relationship is not the thing that you want to do, so don't be in one. That said, being single when you do not want to be single is probably the worst. Um, Being single when you do want to be single, which is where I'm at right now, is a wonderful feeling, and I... I do completely understand that. I can understand where someone is coming from, where they would say they would like to be single. And there's my advice is, well, go be single. Go do that. Like, because if you're not really in the mood to be, or not in the mood, but like if you're not in the place in your mind where you're ready to truly commit to someone in some way, all you're going to really do is end up hurting them. Yeah, I'm going to take a a much more aggressive approach i'm gonna say grow up you can't have your cake and eat it too you want someone to be there for you and to cuddle and watch movies with and do x y and z but then you want to be able to go out and have fun you can't have it both ways you're either having fun and single or you're in the relationship There's great things about being in a relationship and there's great things about being single. Pick one. I just grow up. I miss being single. Then be single. Nobody's forcing you to be in a relationship. Then be single. Or shut up and enjoy being in a relationship. You're coming up on a time that's great to be in a relationship. This is, they don't call it cuffing season for no reason. You're talking about I miss being single in the middle of cuffing season. We're about to go back on lockdown, on quarantine. I, I heard on CNN today, they're projecting, they said something like 100,000 new cases or something. Oh, my God. A day. At some point, they were like, if things like get bad, da 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 like worst case scenario. Like, they're talking about the lockdown of all lockdowns. You're going to have somebody to be cuddled up with. Like, it might be a snowstorm. You have somebody to be with. Like, and you're out here talking about, I miss being single. Like. That's just some foolishness, honestly. You're in or you're out. You're in or you're out. So, and don't get me wrong, you can definitely miss being single in that sense, but you can't, you can't, you shouldn't even utter those words out loud. You can, you can miss being single if you're listening right now. You can miss being single, you know, and you're in a relationship. Don't, don't utter those words out loud. That makes you look foolish. Yeah, definitely. It makes foolish. you look foolish. Truly, I miss being single. I miss having pancakes for breakfast. Did uh, a lady or a gentleman? Uh, I guess I'll have them that, tomorrow. Like, give us that question. A guy. Interesting. 
Which, by the way, you know what? I'm not even going to say that. I was going to say being single, like, it's not as easy. It's not as easy as you think from when you're in a relationship. It's, it's strange because when you're in a relationship, it's like, you know, you have all these temptations and whatnot. Then when you're single, some of those offers, some people just, you know, they like to ruin a good thing. That's all I'm going to say. So you miss being single, playing the field. Sometimes the field plays you. That's another fun fact. Like, so if you're in a good relationship, you have somebody who cares about you, loves you, and treats you right, like, and you love them too, and you feel some type of way about them, you don't get to miss being single. Like I said, or saying it out loud anyway. Like, it's cool. Like, most people with families, like, you know, a family man, you know, family woman, they probably miss being single, being a kid, not having kids. Like, but they don't say it out loud. Like, they don't, you know, oh. I miss the days when I didn't have kids, like, with their kids, like, you, I, I don't know, I, I don't know, this topic's definitely hurt my soul, uh, I'm not gonna lie to you people, They're definitely both hurt my soul, I miss being single, and DNA test mandatory at a child's birth. Well, here, let me, uh, maybe lighten the mood here just a little bit, I actually, have a, a show recommendation for us. So, yes, uh, you do. For the uh, the Fireside viewers, if you're into action, a little bit of comedy, some nostalgia, just some feel-good, truly entertaining stuff, Cobra Kai on Netflix is the continued story of The Karate Kid, the old 80s movie. Um fantastic they have the original two actors as well as some other cameo appearance uh, cameo appearances from various various people that also appeared in the film and other places as well fantastic crew uh the guys definitely have a great chemistry about them and then well not to give away too much but there's a continuation of them being adults and even training their own karate kids very cool great action great comedy highly recommend yeah that's beautiful i uh i heard it's like from so it's from the uh the other guy's perspective it is and i hear like right. from his perspective like you like you it's crazy stuff. You kind like, of you start to understand. Movie, like, like he you'll, lost his girl. Like he's like exactly. Yeah. You'll think back on it and you'll be like, "Oh my god!" So that's why he did that. Oh my god! So he wasn't even trying to be a bad guy. Like it's like, pretty life crazy. Is, it's life got, is all about perspective. Yeah, I was gonna say it's crazy, crazy stuff. So today, the rundown. The rundown. MCU is finally on Disney Plus, the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe. Is that so? Yep, you can watch it in order. You can see everything: the fall of the Avengers, the the rise, the assembly. Ultron. Uh, I was talking about the rise when they finally, you know, did what they needed to do against Thanos, against the big dog. Um, you can relive the entire MCU experience. You know, I don't want to get off topic, but. What are your thoughts on, ah, uh, you know what? We'll make it a topic next time. There was someone who said, uh, 
like these superhero movies are supposed to be for kids and we're making them for adults. Something I'd have to get the exact quote. Oh, okay. So we you can know discuss what? it. It's definitely an interesting I want to talk about that. It's one. definitely an interesting topic. We'll get to it tomorrow. But uh because the rundown is supposed to be quick. So LeBron and Lakers the Lake Show, excuse me. The Lake Show. They win it all and they dedicate it to Kobe. What a beautiful moment. Fantastic. You know that Kobe boy, deserves it. That boy Piles had the nerve to say he thinks that the Lakers should give the trophy to Brianna Taylor's parents. Oh. Hmm. For what? Yeah, I wouldn't do that, <laughs> like, but that's a sweet like, gesture. You, I was like, why'd you even utter that, brother? Like, you should have kept that to yourself. Like, it's, I mean, it's a nice be, gesture. You know, you know what would be nice for Brianna Taylor's parents? Justice. How's yeah. That for one? Like, seriously, that would be the big one. But you know what? I'm not going to lie. We talked about this before. She ain't going to get justice. But because of what happened to her, maybe, just maybe, we'll change the laws. And that would be, I don't know her parents, but I would argue that would be a big thing, too. You know, making sure it doesn't happen to somebody again. Uh, baseball. The, che- the Astros stopped cheating. They must have heard I accused them. They're down two to nothing now. Like, oh, good. The Rays. I was going to say the Rays are up two to nothing. And... um the cities of LA and Tampa really have the potential to get two trophies in one year. Three if the Bucks can find their way to pull themselves together for Tampa. But uh I don't know. COVID, it seems like the season could be it just seems up and down. And it with, could be it. Well, the thing is like baseball was in a time like when like it wasn't if that makes sense. Like we're getting to flu season and whatnot now, and I just I have questions about whether it will finish, but the last thing I'm going to say about football is please your prayers for Dak Prescott. Did you, did you see the injury yesterday? I did not. His, I think is they like blurred it out, but I'm pretty sure his bone, his leg was like turned the wrong way. His bone. I don't know. They carried him off and he was crying. I'm not going to lie. I cried for the man, honestly. Yeah. Like it's terrible. Like, I was like, wow. Yeah, I, football can be brutal. I mean, that's the uh, the price of being an entertainer, really. Yeah, they're modern day they're modern day gladiators. I was like, wow. I was like, that's terrible. And Dak Prescott is such like a nice and good person. And he's like a good like Christian guy too. I was like, I'm not gonna lie, I said a prayer to God. I was like, God, like how you let that happen to somebody like that good. But I believe Dak's gonna come back better than ever. Um, he deserves his money. I believe he's going to get his money and he might not get it in Dallas, but shout out to Jerry Jones. Uh, I empathize with Jerry Jones really wanting to get a Super Bowl. I do because, you know, I know everybody has something they want to do before they die. And he wants, you know, one more, I guess. But at the same time, like the way he did Dak Prescott, the way he treated Dak Prescott, I just feel like was wrong. And I know a lot of people would say, well, he offered him, you know, fair money. Da, 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 da. I just, I don't know. I guess I wasn't in the negotiating room. So that's the last thing I'm going to say. Just prayers, positive thoughts, Dak Prescott's way. Cause that man really does deserve them all. And with that being said, Shade, you want to start playing us off? So, um, I wanted to leave you all with a uh, another quote of the day, but I figured I just wanted to reiterate the last one. Kind words don't cost much, but they accomplish much. 
And sometimes that what they accomplished, it wasn't for you. It was for that other person. That's the crazy thing. I'm not talking about some of y'all probably heard accomplish much. You were thinking to yourself like, yeah, you butter somebody up. No, I'm talking about what you can do for others. I'm talking about uplifting somebody. I'm talking about empowering somebody. I'm talking about we're not competing. We're co-oping. We're all in this thing together. Let's look out for each other. Being said, if you enjoyed this broadcast, hopefully you look out for us with a like and a subscribe. We really appreciate it. With that being said, it's your boy Jackie C. And Shade. And this has been 86.5 The Vibe, the fireside chat. Hopefully we can see you by the fire tomorrow, friends. Y'all have a wonderful night.